0: Welcome to the Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast, where each episode, we discuss ways to improve the health of the team that makes up your business and ultimately helps improve your business. We'll discuss mind, body, spirit, and finance as the foundation of building this healthy team. Today, we're going to be talking about reading a package label and how to understand what a package label means. We're going to be talking about the three main parts of a label. Why label reading is an important topic and thing to understand, and then the last thing we'll address on the package label is being real with the serving size and what does a serving size actually mean and look like. Josh, do you want to start us off with what the three main parts of a label are?
1: Yeah, this is this is funny how um, seemingly simple this topic is, and why we would dedicate an entire podcast to it, but. I think it's so important. And I think what we'll, un- what we'll unpack as you and I talk through this, is how confusing labels can be and um, why you have to really take the time to kind of dig a little deeper. Uh, some some people that I've coached, honestly, reading a label has been the single most important thing that i taught them because it just totally changed their approach to their grocery shopping. And that alone probably had an impact on their health. So yeah. so when you talk about in this in terms of what we're trying to do with sharing this with your team, at your business, um, you know, this alone could totally alter the way that these folks go about their nutrition and their planning. So, um, cause if, if nothing else, it's like a lot of things it creates awareness, you know, and that's, that's kind of what we're ultimately going to be after. So I look at a packaging label from top to bottom. Okay. So if you think about it in those terms, so when you look at the top, the first thing that's usually up there is the, um, serving size. Okay. Then the you go down below that, and we'll break down each part, each one of these things individually. You go below that, and you get into the kind um, the of the calories, and then the sort of macronutrient profile of what you got. So your your fat, your carbs, your sugars, your proteins. Um, they might some of them will have sodium, some of them will have some other stuff. Um, in terms of actual calories per serving, and then also as a percentage of the uh, recommended daily allowance, which we'll also unpack. And then the then the final part is kind of underneath of that boxy part there's going to be the ingredient list and um that's the final thing that you want to look at and so when i teach this to people i try to teach them all those aspects and we kind of unpack each part of them as a as a series but um david i think you would agree with me that serving size can be really confusing
0: mind-boggling. <laughs> I was trying to look at, at pancake mix, King Arthur pancake mix for my kids, the all-purpose mix, and it was one-third serving size, but then you needed a cup to make the actual pancakes or whatever you are doing. So understanding that you now are times three of whatever those serving sizes are. So if there's five grams of sugar, hypothetically, yeah, that turned into 15 grams of sugar. So... Not only uh, is it very confusing at times, but I think we also need to try to figure out how do we remove these package labels from our lives really to begin with. And that that deer or that that chicken doesn't have a package label at all. That's right. Not to go off on a tangent of uh, let's get away
1: from packaging labels altogether, but uh, yeah, it's confusing. I think that's a noble goal. I mean, yeah, ultimately that's, and I always share that, you know, there was a meme going around for a while that said, you know, real food doesn't have a label. Real food is the label Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So your, your point is well taken. And I think that's, that's the ultimate goal. So yeah. Okay. So serving sizes, part of that is a, um, I think part of that is a marketing ploy gimmick. Um, and then part of it is, um, you know, the truth. So a serving size is going to, depending on what it is going to come in terms of ounces grams, some kind of weight measurement, or some kind of volume measurement, mm-hmm. right? So, like you were saying, a third of a cup um, equals one serving, but then to make a pancake, you have to use a whole cup, something, so when you're doing your math on what the rest of the impact of those other calories and everything is, you got you got to multiply it by three, roughly, mm-hmm. to get there. The other thing about serving sizes is it'll say on there, so many servings per container. So someone might look at a box of cookies and it says um, serving size, uh, two cookies, right? And tells you how many things of sugar is. Well, there's and there's only 10 cookies in the box. So they might look at that and go, they just kind of real quick glance at it and go, well, there's only five grams of sugar in this thing. I'll just eat the whole box or something like that. Not taking into account that the actual serving size is two cookies, mm-hmm. right? So that gets to be an issue. I think where this really starts adding up is in things like your your really dense uh, nutritionally dense foods like your nut butters, um, your mayonnaise kind of things that pack a lot of calories into a small portion. So those things, generally speaking, are like two tablespoon amounts. I think is what most of the labels will say. And well, what's a tablespoon? You know, how, what's really a tablespoon? Um, I think the equivalent. If you wanted to compare it to something, it would be something or two tablespoons would be something like maybe a ping pong ball or something about that size. Um, but I think if you're honest with yourself, how often do you use that? The only amount of peanut butter you put on your peanut butter sandwich, you know, um, hardly ever. Yeah. It's always going to be double that, if not triple that. So uh, that's the, kind of the. I know that's towards the end. We're talking about being honest with your serving size, but I think that's an important thing to know. The other one is condiments. So in our last episode, we happened—we actually brought talked about salad dressing. Well, salad dressing is going to be the same thing. It's going to usually be, I think, a two-tablespoon uh, serving size. Um, but if you get a decent-sized bowl of salad, there's no way you're only putting two tablespoons of dressing on there. There's no way. Unless you're super disciplined um, or you're one of those people like I What I used to do is put your dressing in a little side cup off to mm-hmm. the side and just dip your salad in there to yeah. limit the amount you're eating. So... Um, Again, understanding what that means. So, if you if your serving size is two tablespoons, and you're putting you know a huge quarter of a cup or half a cup of stuff dressing on there, and you're not doing that math, you're cheating yourself out of a ton of calories and other things you're intaking that you're just not accounting for. Yeah. So I think that's the uh, that's the first part on the on the serving size. The other part of that, David, I think is important to know. Is that that's where these food companies are very intelligent? They do their homework, they do their surveys, they do market research, and they understand what they can get away with, you know, putting on those labels. And that's the scary. It's also scary. Yeah. Um, I think I told you yesterday offline that in doing some of this research for this podcast and talking to other people that are in the food business, you're allowed a twenty percent variance on the content. So if you wanted to play games with whatever was trendy going on and out in the food space right now. So let's say right now, um, here in, you know, spring of 2021, it's kind of trendy to have low carb, for example. Um, well then you could adjust your serving size of your product to say, well, the serving size is only one ounce something. And in reality, in that one ounce, there's not very many carbs. So you say well, my serving size is X, um, and there's only two carbs. That could be off by twenty percent. So you could all, you could you know round it down to one, and all that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. So you just have to be very cognizant of that and understand that there that these food companies are for profit companies, and that's fine. I'm I'm a capitalist too, but uh, you know there's a reason why they do that. Yeah. I think also
0: with that is they know that the majority of people aren't going to be flipping this over. So they'll plaster low carb all over the front of it. They'll pa- plaster natural all over the front of that box <laughs> and they'll try to get you with, you know, I was looking at some oatmeal. It was uh, general mills oatmeal. It was huge bags and they were like $4 for, I think it was two or three pounds.
1: I'm like, Oh man, that's a great deal.
0: I can, you know, but, and it says all natural all over the front of it, low sugar, and you flip it over and it just debunks the whole thing when you look at just the first couple of ingredients on that list and I had to put it down. Uh, you know, It's not about the $4 that I could have had 25 meals out of because I know that, again, my kids are going to have long-term impacts from that. You know, autoimmune disorders, it usually is festering for 5 to 10 years prior to it coming about and this is where, where it all kind of starts in understanding what you're putting into your body.
1: Yeah, I think I like I like what you said there about the packaging because um, we you know we weren't really going to necessarily focus on that, but it's important to understand that the the packaging, the shininess, the cool things they say on the front, you know, um, are almost all meaningless. The the truth is close to the truth that you can get is the label, yeah, and they are required to have it on there. Um, the uh, I forget the regulating agency. I think is the FDA or USDA. I'm not sure which, but. You can go on their website and look at package late like if you ever thought about creating a food product and you look at their package label requirements the document for that is unbelievably intense to get through and understand what's required so um that's why so much attention is paid by those guys to do that and that's why i think they'll find ways to manipulate it if they can yeah so go back to the ultimate goal of just getting rid of the label as much as possible um, would be a good idea so um So, then we get into the interesting stuff. So, then they'll say the amount of calories, and that's kind of part of the serving size. And you got to remember that when it says amount of calories, that is per serving, okay? So, um, if you're interested in the calorie count or the calorie impact of a food decision, it's per serving on that label. It's not um, for the whole box or for whatever else. It's per serving. So, again, if you really are only going to put two ounces of ketchup on your hamburger... (laughs) then good job but more than likely it's going to you're going to be putting double that at least which means that you know eight or ten grams of sugar that's in that two ounce thing really turns into double that um in reality so i just think people have to understand that when they're looking at that per serving that it's really important to take that into consideration
0: yeah i just i think that's what's interesting in summertime right now you go to a cookout and you have a a burger or a brat, you have a bun, you have these condiments, you have a bag of chips, you have some some store-bought potato salad or something like that, and you look at it and you add all that up, you're probably talking about 90 to 100 different processed foods that you are now throwing into your body. And majority of them you probably can't pronounce and you have no (laughs) idea how dangerous or or
1: detrimental they are to your health. Yep. So true. Again, yeah, if you just uh, stick with the stick with the ground meat and, uh, and the cucumbers out of the guy's garden or whatever else, and maybe a slice of watermelon or something. You, you you kind of fixed all that. Yep. Um, so if you move down the label from, from the top to the middle now, what I call the middle of the label, now you're getting into sort of the macronutrient content. So, um, for some reason, fat is always at the top and looks at total fat, saturated fat, all that kind of stuff. Um. Sodium, cholesterol, uh, potassium sometimes, depending on the product, uh, carbohydrates and proteins. So all those are in there. So what you have to remember on this part is, again, this is per serving size. So, again, if the serving size is 2 ounces or 2 tablespoons or whatever, then the count, content of those calories is per serving size. So, again, that's where this stuff really gets complex and you have to start getting out a calculator figure <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which again if you have to f- get out a calculator and stuff to figure out the impact of your food put it back <laughs> put it put it away uh, you're you're already making a bad decision um yeah. but if you are going to go down that path then you have to understand that that's what you really need to do so um so that middle part you know is what lays out you know okay what are you getting out of that serving size what what's the impact what's the nutritional impact of that so it's got so many grams of fat, so many grams of carbohydrates, so many grams of protein. <clears throat> of course, those three are your major macronutrients that if you're going to do calorie counting, that's the one you really are going to actually do the math on. Mm. Um, I don't I don't promote calorie counting. I don't know if you've ever tried to mess with that or not.
0: I think it's stupid, personally.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> unless you're doing something like, you know, when I, when I did my bodybuilding experience, you know, years ago, um, and you have a very specific reason to do something like that, or you're Power lifter and you got to make weight or something like that then calorie counting might have some benefits but um, as a general rule for general health and wellness I just don't think it's a worthwhile idea I think that's where it just starts
0: to get too complicated on all these different things again like to, we've we've kind of hit on it multiple times simplify just keep it simple yeah and I think when you start trying to confuse people with you know trying to read the label and all these other aspects like just you don't have to worry about the calories, try to eat less processed food, try to eat more natural things that you don't have a massive label on. Not a whole lot of complexity to that. Eat the watermelon, eat the
1: cucumber, eat the meat, put back the hot pockets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely put those back. I would not recommend them at all. So, um, the other part of that you have to understand is what's, you know, what's buried underneath of those as far as, as far as impact. So for example, um, fat, um fat is a nutrient dense uh compound and it, it carries it packs a lot of punch. So um just to just to share the math with you, if you look at calories per gram of those three macronutrients, fat has about nine calories per gram. A protein and a carbohydrate each have four. So per gram, each gram of fat you have has just a little bit over two times the amount of caloric impact on your nutrition okay so and that's energy that's that's total energy coming into your body so again there you know people out there will talk about calories in calories out or all that kind of stuff is and that's fine discussion if you want to have it but just understand on that label that if fat is one of the contents of it um, then you have to understand that for each number of that you're getting two times as much caloric impact as you are the other the other uh, nutrients now all that depends on what your goals are as to why you might care about those different things. So, um, that those those numbers will mean different things to different people based on what they're trying to achieve. So I think that's an important thing to understand too, but just, it's important to know what that impact is. And again, it's per serving. So that's something very important. So as a keto guy, you know, fat is kind of our, uh, our Mecca, right? That's going we go after. Uh, at least that's what everybody thinks, but, when I look at that, you know, and I started really paying attention to that to get to get enough enough calories in your body and you want to look at those fat contents, you know what is two tablespoons of uh, butter or ghee or mm-hmm. coconut oil? what does that really look like? And that's a lot of calories and a not very big piece of food, so um you have to think about that and it can be good or bad, you know depending on how you break it down. Does that kind of make sense I'm yeah yeah. Here?
0: So, the, so we kind of now know the three different parts of a label. Why is it important to to read that label, or why is it important to understand that? What impact is that going to have on the team at work uh, and in sharing this knowledge? I know you have uh, been teaching your team uh, at Winchester Metals these different techniques or these different uh, aspects of, of health and nutrition,
1: but what does that actually now mean to them? Well, what I think it does is, if nothing else, I think I mentioned earlier, just creating awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, I, the bottom part of the label, um, I didn't go in as much detail in, but whereas the actual ingredient list is. So if you look at that, and I think you said it earlier, if you can't pronounce the words that's written on there because they're written by a chemist, um, what do you think your body is going to do yeah. when that stuff hits your system? So that's what I kind of try to point out to people is, yeah, I know it's great to run down to the local fast food joint and get your $4 hamburger and French fries and whatever else, but let me show you the label. Let me show you the ingredient list on that. Um, and you think every bite you take, you're putting that into your body. Um, and I, I think that is just an eye opener if nothing else. Now, if they don't choose not to care, they choose not to care, but Couple examples. I think there are something like 60 couple that I know of words that can be used for sugar. Okay. So, well, we don't want to have sugar on our label. So let's call it high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. or let's call it, you know, some other crazy thing, uh, dextrose, maldodextrin, all these other things. They're all sugar. Yeah. And your body does not care what it says on that label. When it gets into your system, it sees it as sugar. It treats it as sugar, and it's going to be processed as sugar.
0: You can start the inflammation.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, I just think that's the, the important part. So again, I think it's important for people just to start questioning things. Yeah. Like anything else, like any other journey you might go on, um, just ask, start asking questions, yeah. and being critical of what those things are telling you. Um, the other thing about the ingredient list, I think that's important to understand, is they're listed in order uh, in decreasing order of um, amount in the in the food so the first thing you see on an ingredient list is the most abundant ingredient in that product so i think i was joking with you the other day but if you buy say um chicken stock you know and you think okay great i got some chicken stock i'm gonna cook with and the first ingredient isn't chicken <laughs> or isn't water um, but maybe some sort of sugar derivative or some other preservative—that's a problem. Yeah. You know, and that, and you guys start thinking, well, maybe this isn't the best choice for me right now. Maybe I need to you know look, dig a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if any of that is kind of maybe confusing, again, I'm not necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed, so I like to try to keep things as simple as possible, as we've both kind of alluded to. Um, but I think just two things to remember that we've said now is if you can't pronounce it, you probably should put it back. And if you can't go into your cupboard and get dextrose or <laughs> you know high corn, uh, high fructose corn syrup, you probably shouldn't be be eating it. And those are just two simple rules that we kind of try to live by in my household, and I try to to share with with others that I come in contact with. Um, so, what do you think uh, in regards to? being real with the serving size that we had talked about what is how do you kind of understand that how do you share that uh, aspect with your teammates at
1: winchester Metals? yeah the most impactful thing you can do is just take in real physical uh samples of things so one of the most one of the eye-opening ones i did recently was to share with them what two ounces of pasta mm. is what two ounces of uncooked pasta looks yeah. like it's not very much mm-hmm. right so um you know i remember that from again from my bodybuilding days because that was what you did was you messed with your carb intake to get your get your body looking like you wanted to and two ounces of pasta was all i went towards the end was all i got right (laughs) and trust me when you're starving already in a calorie deficit two ounces of pasta isn't very much but it's dent i mean it's 40 some grams of carbs i think per serving so you show them what two ounces of pasta is not very much you know uh, a three ounce serving of of uh, steak is roughly the size of, say, a deck of cards, mm-hmm. okay? Um, again, a tablespoon or two tablespoons of peanut butter is roughly the size of a ping pong ball. So you just have to understand what that is. Ketchup is one of my favorite ones. A lot of times a good a good, powerful example of how much sugar is this product. If you take a, very, a variety of different containers and empty them and then fill them up with the sugar content that's actually in those containers, mm-hmm and show out. people that yeah. if you empty out a ketchup bottle and then fill it up with how much sugar is actually in that bottle it blows people's minds because mm-hmm. they just have no idea well, no wonder people love ketchup it's yeah. basically I mean, sugar. sugar it's yeah. red sugar yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i don't blame you um but i don't think people understand probably uh how much food or how much how many calories they're eating in a in a sitting mm-hmm. I mean, they don't understand the density and everything that's on a label and what's going into it. I guess that's kind of, kind of my point there. Um, really get that. I mean, I, have you seen that too? Do you think people just don't understand?
0: Yeah, I think it really goes back. And I think there's not necessarily malicious intent behind it, but the for-profit businesses, again, as you said, we're, we're both for, for capitalist society here, but. Uh, you know, I think we can we can say that it's their fault. But on the other hand, what are we doing to proactively kind of start to learn these different aspects? Um, and I know that, you know, that's where we both feel the obligation of we've got we work with these people. These are our family members as we see it. And we're with you for 40 hours a week. Uh, so how does the, the business you know start to try to share this different health knowledge so that, you know, between the two of us with the 65, 70 people we have on our teams, Uh, Total between the two of our businesses, you know, how much of an impact can that start to have? You know, and then if each one's married and has kids, I mean, we have the ability to ideally help 150 maybe people, Mm -hmm. family members, and, you know, again, trying to build better family units because they can start to actually go out and do different fun activities if it's, you know, going out on hikes and walks and things like that. If you don't understand this, then you are dousing your, you know, McDonald's. That's already disgusting. You're dousing it now in sugar-laden ketchup. Well, (laughs) now you're turning your car around on your, on your hike out to the Appalachian trail because you say, my feet hurt too much. I don't want to go on a walk. Well, now that just, again, that to me, I just see these different continuous ancillary things that happen. So, so yes, I I think that, you know, against reading that serving size, being able to understand it, being able to share that knowledge with others is, is definitely impactful because we just don't, we don't understand. We get, we see the bright, shiny object. We see that bag of cereal that says it's all natural. Well, honey, I'm, you know, I'm helping. I got the all natural this time. Did you look at the label at all? Because instead of just saying that they have, you know, normal table sugar in there, like you were mentioning before, they just, they just hit it in a different term, uh, to, to try to kind of unfortunately dupe the
1: buyer. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I think is important we talked about, um, the, the middle of the label um, that has all the different macronutrient contents will have a percentage on it. Mm. like, And that's the percentage of the recommended daily allowance. Well, that's based on a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, and it's also based on what it takes to survive. Yeah. It's not based on some kind of optimal performance. So it's, in other words, just completely arbitrary, yeah. <laughs> I should say. So. A 2,000 calorie diet, like where does that come from? Who decides that that's the correct amount of calories for people to eat? I mean, everybody's different. So, um, you know, if you're a larger person or you're active or you're an athlete, 2,000 calories doesn't even get you through the day, not even close. Um, if you're a, a small person, um, you're already kind of naturally kind of thin and light or whatever, 2,000 calories is a whole bunch of food for you. Yeah. So, um, these RDAs that are on there and you you sit there and look at them and go, oh, well, if I eat this, I'm getting, you know, 60% of my RDA of whatever the content is. Um, well, I don't really know if that's enough. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe you need way more than that for what your situation is or whatever. So I just think that's an important thing to understand too, that those are, those are recommended for survival. They're not really for optimal performance or. Um, making really significant health changes.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's again another important thing. You need to be looking at your lifestyle, what works for you, and what you're doing on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, I mean the the a tolerance on sugar a day is what twenty to twenty like five grams of sugar is what they say that we should or can be eating a day. And I know you and I both think that's ludicrous. that there shouldn't yeah. be consuming anywhere near that to let alone any sugar in a day. Why are you doing that? you'll get it through other, other means. Um, so, so yes, I, I think the 2000 calorie is against an arbitrary number. It's not something we
1: need to be following. So, yeah. And if you already have some other kind of chronic health issue, then all that stuff kind of just goes out the window. You know, if you're, if you're a type two diabetic, um, then that the number of, the sugar number on anything you're eating should be zero. I mean, it should be zero. There's no, there's no RDA for that. if you're a type two diabetic, you got to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, and there's so many easy. I mean, it's not necessarily easy. It is because we, you know, the solution is just changing for the most part what you're eating, but you know, again, it's just it's such a challenge or such a a, a difference for what people are used to doing. Um, but yeah, just cut it out, and you can fix your diabetes. Do a little bit of maybe fasting, or if you don't like the fasting, just switch to more of a ketogenic diet or paleo, the way we should eat. Right. It really should not even have these catchy little terms and these names behind them. It just should, should be, I eat whole foods, um, but yeah, why are you, you're a diabetic, you're 200 pounds overweight, why are you even really trying to figure this aspect out about reading the label to begin with? Just stop mm-hmm. eating it, cut the sugar out. But I know that that is uh, again that kind of potentially requires a lot of discipline and, and kind of a complete thought process change, which can take some some serious time. But
1: yeah, I think you know how can we how can we make the impact with our teams and not scare them off? You know that's part of it, which you know, presenting this stuff, and that's why I think you and I both believe in education and kind of putting people on a path to learning, and then they can you know, make the changes that seem appropriate yeah. for them. Um, but this label reading stuff, I, like I said, in the very beginning, I mean, I've seen that have so much impact on people because they look at this thing and go, I, I can't believe I was putting that in my yeah. body and I, um, or I never really thought about, you know, how much of this or that was going into what I'm eating. Or I thought this was healthy. Yeah. I'll get that a lot. Yeah. I thought this was healthy, but then I looked at how much sugar is in there. Yeah, it was just Slim Fast Keto Bombs. Those aren't healthy. Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: no.
1: I only had 10 of them. For <laughs> yeah. some reason, I'm not losing any weight.
0: Yeah,
1: um, You'll get that. So <laughs> I, that stuff is just, again, it's uh, mind-blowing. But but that it does open people's eyes, and I think that's yeah. kind of, again, ultimately what we would like to do with people is, is open their eyes, um, give them the tool to make better choices, have positive impacts on their health and their family's health. Um, and I, I think your, your point early on too, or maybe in our last episode about the family unit, you know, my, my kids, we don't want to focus on it too much, but when we give them a, something in a packet or something, they read the label.
0: Yeah.
1: Now they don't have the, the depth of understanding maybe that we do, but they look at sugar. Yeah. They're like, you know, is this too much sugar for me? And they're young and I don't, I don't want them to really get too wrapped up in that, but I'm kind of excited. They have an understanding. Yeah that maybe they need to pay attention to that. Um, So I think that's kind of cool, but you can, that's a teachable moment. I mean, I have an opportunity there to say, you know, this is why this is important. You know, it might matter more for mommy or daddy because we're older and our bodies process things differently. Um, But if you really want to know more, I'd be glad to teach you about that or understand the impact of that. Yeah. You know, if you want to have the energy to go out and run and play, these are the things that will help your body do that for you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's when my son turned six this past Sunday, and my my four year old
0: son, or three three almost four, kept saying he had a stomach ache. And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, that's because we had cake today. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's because you ate way too much of it." And we don't ever really do that. But I mm-hmm. think that's to your point on education. Uh, I think that's the most important aspect. I think that's how we start to see that change. That you know that we we're, we're, our desire is to see the change in, in society, and you start with the next generation. Um, and then, obviously, we're both really working hard to help our teams at work. You know, you've been creating a lot of really great um, kind of PowerPoint presentations, and taking those aside that would like to learn more about these things. Um, and I know that that again is that's how we we start to be the change that we we want to see. Is we we educate, we pass this knowledge on to other people, um, because again, you're not taught it, you're not taught it, and we yeah. don't understand it. So. I think that's again is, is one of the most uh, incredible aspects. Is we've got the forty hours. Why not spend thirty minutes to try to again teach them so that they're happier here at their place of work? But then again, ideally, I, I know I just I keep kind of sound like a broken record. But to me, the the family structure and the amount of stress we have as a society kind of comes from all these different things being intertwined and feeling like garbage all the time is. This, again, starts with that food label and, and starting to understand that, hey, you're putting these toxins into your body. That's why your sciatic is, is acting up. That's why your IBS is acting up. It's not because it's just the normal life cycle of a 40-year-old to have severe heartburn or whatever. That, that's not normal. That's not natural. Um, but, again, we're not taught that. So
1: let's share that knowledge and let's, you know, again, ideally be be the change we want to see. Agreed. And um, I know you, at the end you, we usually share a little bit about what some of our updates on your homesteading or my um, musical prowess. But I thought um, <laughs> I have a, uh, a just an a interesting success story that I would, maybe I can share that's pertinent to this particular topic of label reading. So one of my first clients when I started doing my health coaching business um, was a fifty-nine year old guy um, got was. Labeled as pre-diabetic by his doctors. Um, cholesterol meds, blood pressure meds. And they were about ready to put him on, probably you know, metformin or something mm-hmm. like that. And he came to me and we started working together. So, um, and my, my approach there is to find out, I don't like to just give them a prescribed protocol because everybody's different. So, yeah. So where are you? So, one of the things he was doing was, um, he was eating A reasonable dinner but after dinner he was having one little bag of these um, cran raisins or something like that Mm. Um, some kind of little fruit thing he thought and he thought well this is just basically a dried fruit product Um, they can't be that harmful so we did a session one of our health coaching sessions was just on label reading he'd never had exposure to that Mm. well (laughs) the next time we got together he said I had to get rid of those things, mm-hmm. and I said, "What did you find out?" And he said, "The amount of sugar per packet of those was more than you've told me I should be having probably in two days." Yeah, and he was having them every day. Yeah, so that on that's top of his other food, on top of his other food, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just a compounding yeah. thing. So, um, you know, and I'm happy to report that after after six months, that guy, you know, he lost. Gosh, I don't know, twenty five pounds probably, which wasn't really our initial goal, but it just was a side effect. Um, I think by now his blood pressure meds are probably gone. Um, they may still have him on the cholesterol meds, but I think he probably doesn't really take them. Yeah, because uh, we learned a lot about that process too. But um, and I and he's no longer really pre diabetic. His his HBA one C is now under is either five point one or something like that, and it was like a seven and a half or something. So I mean he's He's in the green zone now um, that was hundred percent a result of label reading yeah I never told him to not eat those things. he read the label and then he made the choice he can do it yeah, yeah.
0: and that's what's crazy about it is you know you, we understand the label and, but what was that label of those medications and how many other things was he having because of those medications if it's suicidal thoughts if it's you know drowsiness if all we all hear those crazy commercials and they rattle it off really fast. <laughs> taking three different medications right there what again other effects was he having on his body that now are gone yeah because he has to he's able to get off those medications and it just starts with like you said understanding that label uh, and
1: sharing that knowledge with others so awesome story thanks for sharing yeah i thought i'd share that because i don't really have any other cool piano stories yet but i I will (laughs) soon any other homestead updates we could we could throw out there no no <laughs> <laughs> kind of blank stares. We'll create. We'll probably create someone. You get home here in a little while. That's right. So. All right, we'll wrap it up then. Uh, what do we have? What do we have for our next episode? Did we defined that yet? We're going to share um, about how to
0: to broach the topic with your team members. Okay, so, good. how do you start talking about these things that we've been addressing? So, how do you read that food label? You know, you you see somebody out on the floor eating some some nasty food. You just walk up to them and rip it out of their hand. That you know, probably doesn't go over too well. So we're going to start talking about how do you approach the topic, um, and then uh, how do you do this on a limited budget, limited time. So
1: good. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good episode. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Again, um, very soon we'll be sharing out some uh, ways to contact us. Maybe again an email account or social media or something like that. But um, in the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll be back uh, with our next episode very soon.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Healthy Team, Healthy Business podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback, questions, or similar experiences our listeners have had. Please email any questions to team Dudes at healthy team, healthy Or you could find us on Instagram at healthyteamhealthybusiness8. Or visit our website, healthyteamhealthybusiness.net.